Hello, everybody, and welcome to Turn to Page, Season 4, Book 1 of Twist a Plot, The Time Raider by R.L. Stein. That is right, the real life Stein. Are you real life ready, Raps? I could not be more real life ready. We didn't think this was even accessible for the yeah. longest period of time. This is something that we wanted to do already but had already written off as, okay, they're a bit too dated and antique to the degree that it, they're not accessible, really. There's no PDFs of them online. Uh, ultimately, we found them there in the open archive on the internet library. Yeah. And can dive in now. Oh, I'm so excited. Also, and just look at this cover. How can you not be excited looking at this 70s vision of the future? It is extremely, yes, <laughs> 70s sci-fi. I'm very in, but yeah, the the big elephant in the room of it, yeah, R.L. Stein. Uh, mm. This the Twist a Plot series uh, is what went on to inspire the creation of Give Yourself Goosebumps. I guess it's worth mentioning for those who don't know the first season of the show. I'd imagine most know, but if you don't, first season we did the most of it. Goosebumps, Give Yourself Goosebumps. Mm -hmm. R.L. Stein, Goosebumps. R.L. Stein, Twist a Plot. This was, it predates it, but has a, a, a an eerily similar formatting, which is going to be very, very fun to dive back into, like a more, like a quick, digestible, like, just hopefully goofy romp is, is yep. the, the goal. And uh, the similarities definitely don't stop there, because do you want to read what it says on the top of page two wraps in the book, what it says? Absolutely. Beware! Don't read this book from beginning to end! You're about to climb into the Time Raider, an amazing machine that will carry you through the dimension of time, but only if you follow the directions on the bottom of each page. Think carefully before you flip a page. A wrong turn could mean danger or even death. A right one? Well, that could make you a hero. What happens depends on you. If you get in trouble, turn back and choose a different way out. If you're having a good time, keep going. Time travel is always dangerous. It calls for clear thinking and quick decisions. If you make the right moves, you can enjoy dozens of adventures into the past and future and get back home safely. If you make the wrong moves, though, you can be lost in time, trapped in the pages of this book forever. Good luck and safe travels. Thank you, Real Life Stein. Now turn to page two. Man, I, I was jump scared in a good way by the fact that there was a beware, do not read this book from me. I would have thought that mm -hmm. just sounds so much like it would have started in a Goosebumps book. Like, seeing it here, it, predating it, is wild. It does sound like that, but we also have to remember, at some point, the idea of a turn-to-page book was wholly novel. And you did need to have True. a page that was very big of yeah. attention getting at the front that says, hey, you're going to spoil this if you just read it in order, yeah. you dummy. Yeah, just don't read it wrong, you dingus. Uh, but yeah, that just, I don't know, even the that warning and the writing, the flavor, it, it feels like we're back. It feels like we got mm -hmm. some more Give Yourself Goosebumps books that didn't exist. But hey, we'll see how they actually go. All right. A weekend visit to your Uncle Edgar's is always exciting. His old house is filled with rooms to explore, rooms cluttered with old furniture and toys, strange books and magazines, and weird objects and machines. Uncle Edgar is an inventor. You never know what kind of invention you're going to find him working on. 
Come in, come in, Uncle Edgar says, ushering you into his lab. I want to show you my greatest creation ever. That's what you said about your last creation. You say? Remember the underwater pop-up toaster for deep-sea divers who like a big breakfast? Forget about that. <laughs> you killed six men. <laughs> <laughs> oh, forget about that. Oh, their families won't know. Hot date on Tuesday. Uncle Edgar says, taking you up to a large metal capsule with two seats and a giant control panel inside. Look at this marvel of mine. This is the Time Raider. It's a time machine. You look at the giant capsule carefully. All this machinery just to tell what the time is? You ask. Your uncle is in no mood for your teasing. You and I are going to travel through time. He says seriously. He pushes you inside the Time Raider and climbs in after you. Oh, what adventures we'll have! He says, turning the knobs. You know in your heart that the whole thing is silly, but he's so excited that you don't want to spoil his fun. Oh, here, put this on, he says. He hands you a green pendant on a silver chain. You put it around your neck. If you get into trouble, he warns, just squeeze the green pendant. No matter where you are, it will return you to the time machine. I'm wearing one too. You watch as he pushes buttons and turns knobs and the control panel lights up. The whole capsule begins to hum and shake. We're up! Uncle Edgar shouts. Oh, we're moving! Oh, I can feel it! Wait, wait a minute. He jumps out of his seat and climbs out of the time machine. Drat! I forgot my glasses! I'll be right back! The door slams behind him. Wait! You cry. Uncle Edgar, the machine! It's... You realize to your horror that the Time Raider is no longer in the lab. Suddenly, you're surrounded by whirling red and yellow lights. Star stars seem to whiz by. Uncle Edgar has been left behind. You're on your own. The first person ever to travel through time. Oh my god. Your eyes dart across the blinking control board, and you see two large orange buttons. One that says forward, and the other that says backwards. Shall you visit the past or the future? This is your first big decision. If you... Choose to visit the past, turn to page four. If you choose to visit the future, turn to page eight. Uh, I've got a vibe. Okay, let me hear it. It feels like we could recapture some Goosebumps magic more if we go to the future. Mm -hmm. it, it feels, also it looks like the cover of the book, the cover of the book seems more like that, but I just, I want to see the word Framalize show up. Yep. I, like, I just feel like, there's a lot of I know we know R.L. Stein loves to play around with the with the robots and the aliens mm -hmm. in very silly ways. I feel like I feel like there's going to be some meat there. I do think there's a broader uh, range of experiences one can have in the future versus the past, which I feel like is very much going to be dinosaur, big animal, caveman. Yeah, I think that's true. The, the, the future, it's it's any possibility because it has not happened yet for it is mm -hmm. the future. The past, we know. And we already know that we've been framalized in the past. So are you, you on board with the future? Let's do it. All right. Your trip through time is more exciting than you can imagine. The end. <laughs> you can't imagine. <laughs> it's indescribably cool. <laughs> and this has been turned to page. <laughs> the capsule is flooded in light so bright that you have to shut your eyes. At times you feel weightless as if you're floating in a dream. The hum of the machine becomes a roar and then a whistle, then music and then a hum again. Then all sound and all motion stops. You summon all your courage to look out the doorway. 
You've landed in the midst of a busy city. Silver cars float silently through the air. Silver-haired people dressed in silver suits glide on silently moving sidewalk. Yes, we made the right choice, Reps. <laughs> a sign across from This a... is the distant future yes. of 2010! Oh, no moving sidewalk. Yes, the silver hair, all chrome. All chrome all the time. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. It was good times. I did get made fun of, but... Because mm -hmm. no one else did it, but hey... <laughs> <laughs> a sign across from a silver dome building reads spaceport several spaceships stand pointing towards the sky go on to the next page we have a we got a little picture there of a sign that says spaceport through a window of a uh, of a rocket presumably mm -hmm. and a visual effect laid over it which i can only imagine being exactly what you see when someone stuns you in a moba yeah <laughs> Uh, stars and lines can someone please peel the adc please come on <laughs> come on you fed him and now you can't even peel him tank support anyways <sighs> you've definitely escape hell <laughs> you definitely have traveled into the future still shaky from the trip you climb out of the time raider immediately a crowd of people dressed in silver begins to gather look at the funny clothes someone says laughing everyone points at you and laughs this way! This way! A young man in a silver jumpsuit calls to you. The spaceship is about to leave! Quickly! Follow me to the spaceship! Hurry! Don't stand there just staring at me! The crowd gets larger. Everyone's staring at you. Oh, the hair isn't silver! Someone cries. This way into the spaceship! The young man calls. But I just got here! You protest. Should you follow the young man to the spaceship and see the adventures that await you on board, or should you stay and learn about the silvery city that you just landed in? This is your next big decision. Mm. Mm. If you board the spaceship, <laughs> turn to page 11. If you choose to stay and explore the city of the future, turn to page 12. Mm. I can only imagine that, like, knowing that we were lost and possibly lost in the future, that Uncle Edgar might have left a prophecy. Like, a kid might turn up at some point. Uh, who doesn't have the the markings of the time, and this person is working off of that, which would be interesting. But if it's not that, I'm going to be disappointed. So maybe we should just explore the city instead. <laughs> no, let's let's give it a shot, right? Okay, let's give it a shot. The crowd of city dwellers begins to tighten around you, and you're not sure that they're friendly. You push away past them and run after the young man who called to you. He's running towards the spaceport, and you follow close behind. Quick, into the ship! He cries. He helps you up the ramp and into the dark ship. There's no lights inside. You stumble and you fall. Watch out! An angry voice cries. Shut up, you! Another angry voice yells. Be quiet, all of you! A voice bellows from the loudspeaker. Congratulations, Arang. You've collected a hearty group of slaves for the Emperor. Slaves? The people around you hiss and grumble. The voice on the loudspeaker continues. Silence, slaves. Welcome aboard the Emperor's slave ship. Your training will begin right after takeoff. Oh, we'll see about that. An angry voice whispers to you in the darkness. What a mess. Your hand reaches up to the green pendant your uncle gave you. Should you squeeze in and return to the Time Raider, or should you take your chances on the ship and see what the person whispering to you has in mind? If you squeeze the pendant, turn to 18. If you stay on board, turn to 14. Uh, I mean... Like, I just, 
I, I, even if you are a slave driver, I feel like that's still a heavy, that's a lot of, like, even they would probably use euphemism of workship or something like that. But no, it's yeah. like, you're all slaves, silent slaves, this is the slave ship. Yeah, they just don't care. They, they're like, we are the bad guys. This is, <laughs> this is the bad guy place and we're bad. They're I'm not, surprised th they don't say the evil emperor. That is true. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm happy to either squeeze the pendant and book it or leave the book the opportunity to, like, I don't know, have the young man be recruiting us to free everybody. That's what I'm thinking. Like, could we Please? could we lean into the revolution here? Yeah, I, I would love to, to, to lead a revolution to, you know, I mean, it. it's not like there's any... Uh, moral gray space about what's they, they they made it clear that they're bad so mm -hmm. i would like to stop the bad thing is kind of what i'd like to do let's give it a go all right in the dim light of the spaceship you can see that you're all surrounded by grim looking people of all ages they're dressed in silver but their clothing is soiled and torn and the silver has a little bit of a shine why does the emperor need slaves you ask the bedraggled old man next to you. To lay eggs, the man says with a frown. He will put us in coops and wait for us to lay eggs for his pantry. But that's ridiculous, you say a bit too loudly. People can't lay eggs. Of course not, the old man says sharply. The emperor's mad, completely mad. And unluckily for us, he adores eggs. Hey, wait a minute. A man with a long silver beard says, looking at you. Who are you? Why are you dressed like that? All of the sad, tired eyes aboard the ship turn towards you. Should you tell them the truth, that you're a time traveler from the past? They may not believe such a story. Perhaps it'd be better to make up an explanation that they'd actually believe. How should you decide what to tell them? If you haven't told any lies, even white lies, to anyone you know for the past week, turn to page 19... If you did tell a white lie or two to someone you know during the past week, turn to page 16. Oh, no. I'm, I'm going to immediately say that uh, while I'm not aware of any intentional mistruthfulness, mm -hmm. I employ tact as much as the next person. I think it's unlikely that anyone got through a week without a little white lie or two. I haven't lied. Oh, okay. So, well, we so we have the opportunity both of the to bases covered. These. Yep. We have both the bases covered. So let's, I think let's, you know, we'll humor uh, the fact that we told a, a little white lie or two, you know, in the past week or something. If it said hmm. two weeks, you know, then uh-oh. But no. Uh, past week, 100% clean, just in case. So if you did tell a white lie or two to someone you know in the past week, turn to page 16. At what well, point do you really know somebody, though, you know? Like, that's also the thing. That's true. Do I, really I haven't talked to anyone I know all week. Yeah. I have a pretty high bar. I don't know these bar. people's DNA sequence. Yeah. I, I got a pretty high bar for what it takes to know them truly. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know anybody. I don't know anything. Anyway, sorry. Well, it's all very simple to explain. You say slowly to the other passengers as you stall for time. You see... I'm just a humble vacuum cleaner salesperson. And my company thought it'd be an attention getter if I dressed this way. But then I got tricked into coming on board and 
What's a vacuum cleaner? Asks the old man. What's a company? A woman with scraggly silver hair asks. You're a liar! Another voice shouts. Liar! Well, actually, I repair spaceships, you see. And I was doing some repairs on this one when it took off, so I don't really belong here. Go on to the next page. Your story is interrupted by the cries of the other slaves. Spy! 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 You're a spy for the Emperor. The old man yells, pointing a finger at you. Several others pounce on you and pin you to the floor. Suddenly, a soldier with blue skin wearing a blue uniform to match bursts into the quarters. The slaves back off and scatter. Come with me, the blue soldier says, picking you up off the floor with one giant hand. The Emperor wants to see you. He's taken an interest. He takes you to a walkway on the upper deck. A large blue-faced man in a long blue cape is looking down over the railing. It's the Emperor. As you approach, you realize that with one fast shove, you can push the Emperor over the railing to his death. If you choose to kill the evil Emperor, turn to page 27. If you think it'd be interesting to talk to your foe first and take your chances against him later, turn to 28. No talk! Push, push, push! (laughs) Push, murder, kill. Push, murder, kill. No, thank you. Kill first, talk later. Kill first, and then I'll ask him questions. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, let's... Hey... It, it's very rare that they just give us, like, such a bold upfront option. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see how it pans out for us. 27. Die, evil one! You scream as you shove the emperor over the railing with all of your might. However, all of your might is not worth very much. No one told you about the emperor's gravity shoes that keep him solidly and safely rooted to the floor. He chuckles and holds a small ray gun up to your face and zap! A few seconds later, you're a small lacquered figure on his coffee table. You're quite a conversation piece when the company shows up to visit. What's a company? No one can figure out what the embroidered word on your back pocket means. Levi's. The end. (laughs) That was clearly our name. Those are our jeans. Those are Levi's jeans. These are Levi's jeans. Uh, Do you want to move? Let's let's humor maybe uh, talking to him and then murdering him later. Sure. That's on the next on 28. That ending, I, I will say, I definitely feel like we're back in Goosebumps. Mm-hmm. It, it really does seem like there's just more. 28. Here is the lowly slave you requested, Emperor. The blue soldier says, shoving you towards the Emperor. The Emperor gives you a broad smile with his bright blue lips. You are not like the others. He says quietly, eyeing you closely. From whence do you come? From Earth? Of the past? You explain, your voice quivering a little in the face of such power. I'm a time traveler. I'm here by accident, actually. I thought as much. The Emperor says thoughtfully. Tell me, time traveler, do you lay eggs? No, sir. The Emperor does not believe you. Oh, you must lay eggs for me, he says. I will not take no for an answer. He does not return you to the others. He keeps you in a private chamber and makes you tell him about the Earth of the past. When you reach his home planet, he allows you to walk with him in his castle garden. He's very curious about the past. He wants to know everything. As you walk, he bursts into tears. I have no eggs! He says. The slaves produce no eggs at all! (laughs) Surely I will perish! He kicks a chicken out of the way. 
Hey, wait a minute! You cry. That's a chicken! Say what? He says irritably. What do you use chickens for on your planet? For kicking? <laughs> he answers. They're great for kicking! He kicks another chicken that dares to cross his path. But chickens lay eggs. You inform him. Those three words make you a national hero. The slaves what are all chickens free. chickens lay eggs. Yep. Three words. <laughs> Those, wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, I think it's supposed to be chickens lay eggs, I guess, but hey, maybe. <laughs> uh, the slaves are all freed. Chickens take their places in the coops. The happy emperor proclaims every day a holiday, and there are free eggs for everyone. If you wish to travel even further into the future, squeeze the green pendant, <laughs> return to your time machine, and turn to page 30. If you prefer to go back to Uncle Edgar's house and see what he's up to in the present, squeeze the green pendant, return to the Time Raider, and turn to page 32. If you'd like a break after heroic triumph, close the book. You've earned a rest and the end. Well, hell yeah. I mean, we did it, first of all. Yeah, no kidding. Now that we is, need to uh, free these chickens is the thing. I know. We, we have just done a straight-up swap. Yeah. I, I do love what are chickens for? For kicking. It's just so... <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. What's a chicken for? For kicking, silly. Uh, it's also like I I kind of want to go into the future and then the chickens are leading a revolt I, against us because we did this. I I wonder. That's kind of the thing. I wonder if that actually might be a thing. We've got a way to find out on page thirty. Let's do it. The time raider bobs and bounces its way into the future. Orbs of light grow from tiny white specks engulfing the capsule that fade before your eyes. Your ears are filled with eerie melodies no human ears have ever heard. You land softly in silence. It's the loudest silence that you could imagine. A white silence that makes you hesitate before pushing open the door to the Time Raider. You look out of the crowded city of the future. It's a city of low, almost flat buildings. The streets and walkways are filled with people who look just like the humans of our day, except for one big difference. Nobody's moving. Everyone is frozen to the spot in which he or she stands. The people of the city seem calm in their still stillness. They do not seem to be uncomfortable nor in pain. They're just not moving. You look from face to face as you run through the still and silent streets. You look for a blink of an eye, a quick smile, the twitch of a finger, but there's nothing. You reach out and grab a man's hand. It's warm to the touch. Can these unmoving people be alive? You walk for blocks through the strange city, looking for a bobbing head of a pigeon, a crawling insect, but nothing moves. Perhaps these people have been frozen like this? By someone who wishes to control time? You tell yourself. Or perhaps they have some sort of illness. Should I try to get them moving again? Sh should I even try and help them? Then you remind yourself that you've traveled to the future not to interfere, but to explore. Maybe it's none of my business what happened here. You tell yourself. Maybe I'd actually be causing a lot of trouble by trying to help. It's your decision now. If you decide to help the frozen citizens of the Silent City, turn to 38. If you decide to just explore the planet, turn to 46. Mm. I think both of the I think both of these are best accomplished by exploring the planet. Like you need to get the the grip of the problem before you try and solve it. I I do think I think that's valid. Like what are we going to do? Push them? <laughs> I don't yeah, Exactly. Get up. So yeah, I'm with you. I'm I'm on forty. I'm on forty-six. <laughs> Break up. I mustn't let my imagination run away with me. You tell yourself. 
<laughs> if these people are frozen here, there must be a good reason. Mm-hmm. I'll just take a walk through the amazing city and see what clues I can pick up on about. Suddenly you stop. You realize that these people are not as frozen as you thought. Everyone is moving. They're just moving very slowly. These people seem to live at a different speed than I do. You say? They're definitely moving. Much slower than people of my day. Perhaps the gravity of Earth has changed and the people have adapted to it by living at a slower pace. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Sure. Slowly, a young woman walks... (laughs) Sorry, this <laughs> the gravity is stronger, so they decided to live slower. It is so good. Slowly, a young woman walks towards you. You stare at her, waiting for her to reach you. Who are you? She asks in a deep voice that sounds like a record played too slowly. You must help us. Slowly, a crowd of people gathers around you. You listen patiently as the woman, one slow syllable at a time, explains that a tyrant from another planet has taken over the city. She begs you to rescue them. What can I do? You say. I'm not even functioning at the right speed. How can I help? And to them, they hear. Yeah, exactly. They get the album in the chipmunks version. Like an Animal Crossing character. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're just hearing whale song and they're getting animal crossing <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you decide to try and help them anyway turn to 68 if you decide you must refuse to help turn to 81 uh i mean you don't must refuse to it's a that's a strong call hey it's, that's not necessary we can try and help these people i think yeah, it's not like they... We, we do know that things are just going to be label, labeled as uh, evil if they're bad, so, like, probably pretty safe. Mm-hmm. All right. Please, you must help. A young man steps forward and begs. Well, I don't know what... Your words are interrupted by the sound of marching boots. An army of fierce-looking soldiers dressed in shiny black uniforms and carrying strange triple-barreled guns and a label on their uniforms that says evil comes <laughs> marching in slow motion into view. The army is led by a bloated green creature with the face of a snail, obviously the tyrant from another planet. As the triple-barreled guns are raised and pointed at you, you swing into action, leaping at the first soldier, knocking him over easily. You're moving ten times faster than anyone else, which is a real advantage. Before they can fire a single shot, you've disarmed the entire army and taken a slow-moving snail creature as your prisoner. <laughs> Yay! Three chairs! The crowd roars in deep, slow-moving unison. You suddenly realize that because of, your, because of your amazing speed, you are a superhero here. You can go anywhere, do anything to feed anyone in one-tenth the time as anyone else. You decide to stay and become a legendary folk hero to these people. You wipe out crime because no criminal is fast enough to escape from you. You use your lightning speed to rescue people from disasters. You help build tall buildings in the time it normally took for these people to dig a hole for the foundation. So, here's the thing. The disasters are also slow? Why? I guess... (laughs) Well, the the takeover of this planet isn't why these people are slow. They're Mm -hmm. just slow. It's true. So maybe the entire time scale is is slow, and our you know, presupposition about it being gravity's fault was wrong. 
Uh, yeah, I suppose that. Yeah, I guess. What do we know? <laughs> but yeah, it is very convenient that they have they have slow problems as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very convenient. Uh, books are written about you. You are known as Young Lightning. Movies are made about your speedy exploits. The life of a superhero is very gratifying to you. The only time you regret your decision is when you're standing in line at the supermarket because it's always moves like this. The end. 69. All right. Oh, yeah. We saved the whole planet. We we saved the people, and then we saved the planet? Is pretty dang good. Uh, very, like, rapid, extremely successful victories there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Should I, we duck back? Thanos. To, to uh, where? I think the past, if, if we're going to duck back at all. The other thing would be we could try and go back to Uncle Edgar's in the present instead of traveling further into the future. Right, yes. Did forget about uh, On 32, though. we could try that out. Let's give it a go. This is not at all ever going to the far future. Oh, you didn't wait for me! Uncle Edgar says, pouting. How? How could you leave without me? After all, the Time Raider is my invention! Your apologies don't seem to change his mood. He's heartbroken that he didn't have a chance to travel through time. Okay. You finally say. Why don't we just take the Time Raider out for another trip? You're exhausted and every bone in your body aches. But you know that Uncle Edgar won't stop complaining until he gets to travel in his marvelous machine. Ah, what an excellent suggestion! Uncle Edgar says, brightening immediately, smiling his first smile since your return. Let's go! He pushes you into the capsule and climbs in after you. He begins turning dials and pushing buttons. And soon the machine sputters and then hums. Now, did you remember your glasses this time? You ask. Yes, I've got my glasses. He says, scowling at you. What do you think I am? Forgetful? No comment. (laughs) You say, chuckling. Did you bring a jacket, just in case we land in cold weather? Gee, no, I didn't. Uncle Edgar says. I'd better go get one. He pushes open the door to the capsule and climbs out. You have a good laugh at his expense, but your laugh does not last long because the time machine begins to whistle and shake. (laughs) (laughs) It's time to leave and Uncle Edgar is going to miss it again. Can you stop it? There's three buttons. One of them will stop the machine. Quick, you must press one of them. Press the yellow button, the blue button, or the white button. Uh, I have no strong feelings. Are... You have no strong feelings? Let's go to the nearest one, then. You, you Did you? None at all. I mean, they tactfully did not put in green or red, so there's not even any kind of, like, double bluffing. Mm-hmm. There's just, like, just none. I think you should meet me on page 39 for the blue button press. All right. Way to go! You press the cigarette lighter. That won't help you, especially since you don't smoke. Why don't you go back to page 33 and just press a different button? (laughs) Okay, let's try them in order. Cool, cool. That was actually the yellow button. Let's try the blue button on 57. All right. You did it! The blue button stopped the machine. Here comes Uncle Edgar now carrying his jacket. Okay, let's get going, he says. Ooh, I can't wait. You notice, however, that he's no longer wearing his glasses. Where are they? You ask. Oh, my goodness, he says. I must have been getting a little forgetful. I took them off and put them down so I could see in my closet better. I'll go get them. Back in the jiffy. Once again, he climbs out of the time capsule, and once again, the machine starts humming and bouncing. 
You are just about to out of patience with your uncle. It would serve him right if I took off again without him. You say. And the idea gives you a good laugh. But I, can I really do that to Uncle Edgar? If you prefer to leave without him, sit back and press the red button, then turn to 82. If you have the patience to wait for him, press the blue button twice and turn to 87. It is funny to leave him again. <laughs> I mean, like, the funniest time to do a, like, hey, too low, or too slow on a, on, a, on a high five or something like that. Uh, is the third time in a row. That's the funniest one. It peaks at three. It peaks at three and then it goes down. It is the rule of comedy. So, yeah, let's leave. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 82, leave without him. Oh, I just couldn't play such a mean trick on Uncle Edgar. You say? He'd never forgive me. But your hand slips as you reach for the control panel and you accidentally press the red button. Immediately, the Time Raiders' quiet hum becomes a thunderous roar, jolting forward, then back, then forward again, bouncing you back against the seat, then up against the control panel. Ouch! You cry, holding your head. Uh, what's going on here? But now the time capsule's whirring you back through time. Lights glow and explode. The musical tones fill the capsule and then fade into silence. The Time Raider lands softly. You peer through the window. You can't see very well because the window is steamed up. You open up the door to get a better look and find yourself in some sort of tropical marsh. Gigantic vines have twisted their tentacles around the time capsule already, and the capsule has begun to sink into the soft, sandy mud beneath it. A bat with a wingspan as wide as a small plane, what, flies overhead, screeching and shrieking, funny-looking birds larger than any you've ever seen walking along the ground, poking their noses at the Time Raider. Dodos? You cry. Just how far back in time have I come? You don't have to wait long to find out, as the ground seems to shake and the vines tremble as a giant creature approaches. A dinosaur! No way. You cry aloud. The bat-like creature shrieks in reply and flies off. Unbelievable! What kind is it? You ask yourself. Trying to identify the dinosaur is a big mistake, you realize, too late, that you should be running from it instead. And in seconds, it's upon you, lowering its head, opening its tooth-filled mouth, and... You squeeze the green pendant around your neck. Do you escape? Turn to page 88 to find out. You are not back in the familiar safety of the Time Raider, yet the dinosaur has disappeared and your surroundings have changed completely. You find yourself in an army camp. Mounted soldiers armed with long rifles seem to be preparing for some sort of march. General Custer, we are ready! Ah, we're LARPing. A soldier yells. Wait a minute! You cry. Don't go! No one hears you. The soldiers disappear. You find yourself on another battlefield. Jet bombers fill the sky above you. The sky is red. The air seems to be on fire. Help me! Someone! You scream and dive for cover under a scraggly tree. You don't reach the tree, and instead you find yourself floating on a platform high above a city of golden spires. A giant eel with two heads is talking to you, both heads talking at once. And you can't understand either of them. Suddenly... The eel becomes angry and shoves you off the platform. You're falling, falling. You land inside a circle of people who are just as pilgrims. They're all staring grimly at a wooden stake in the middle of a pile of straw. And then you realize you're being tied to the stake. What the hell? How do you see them staring at the stake without realizing you're tied to it? <laughs> you would have to turn fully around. Oh, it's just like... I, this... This was some 
giant tongs level jumping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you're in a war and you jump for a tree, but you don't reach a tree. You're on a giant platform high above a city of golden spires. There's a giant eel with two heads. It gets mad. You don't understand them. It pushes you off a platform and now you are in uh, the Salem Witch Trials. Yes. Strangely, that actually, there's one more thing. There are two different wars. There's a musket Mm -hmm. war at the start and then a jet bomber war immediately afterwards. That's right, yes. (laughs) So much war. But it does look like, I was going to say, it looks like you're generally moving forward in the time scale, but I don't know when the giant eel with two heads was. was, (laughs) I don't remember that. That was 2016. Oh, okay. Right, right, right. Yeah, there was a lot going on that year. I didn't really it, it was a tough <laughs> one. clock that. Yeah, it was a tough one. Yeah, it was like talking about the, the 52nd most strange thing to happen that year. So it didn't even make the top 50 lists. Yeah, I don't know. Some good games came out in 2016. Yeah. Uh, probably probably busy playing uh, 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 Dark Souls 3. <laughs> Let's see. Stardew Valley <laughs> came out. Stardew Valley was in 2016 legitimate banger actual banger uh that's it those are the only games well that explains it i was playing oh here's what was happening pokemon go came out that's that's why nobody noticed (laughs) that is true how would they notice while they're all out looking down at their phones smh society yeah oh my god why won't everyone just go out and socialize not on their phones. <laughs> Go Wait out and socialize. Minute. Not like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, what a time. What a good time that was. Anyways, you realize that you're being tied to a stake. A pilgrim approaches with a burning torch. Help! You scream. Please, get me out of here! Turn to page 94 and keep away from those flames. Picture of us being burned alive at the stake on page 89. This, it's on 89, just scrolling past it. There's a there's a picture right. of the pilgrims. The, we're tied to a stake and we're going to be burned alive. And it's a picture mm-hmm. of it. Those are pilgrims. I see the buckles. I see the hats. I see the buckles on the hats. I see the knickerbockers tucked. That is a pilgrim. Dip the toe. That's a pilgrim. Agree, agree. Uh, 94. Just stay calm. Don't worry about a thing. The flames have disappeared and you're looking up at Uncle Edgar. He's placing a cold washcloth on your forehead. I'm taking apart the Time Raider, he says with a smile that's intended to be soothing. I'm dismantling it completely, so you don't have to worry. Dismantling it? Why? You cry. You try and sit up, but your head hurts too much. Because it doesn't work, of course, he says. What good is a time machine that doesn't take you through time? But it does work, you insist. It just took me to prehistoric times, and to General Custer's army camp, and to... What are you saying? Uncle Edgar says, looking very concerned. You haven't been anywhere. When the stupid machine started jumping around, you bumped your head on the control panel. You've been unconscious for about 20 minutes. Uh, the doctor said not to worry, it's just a concussion. Uh, you'll actually be back in a few minutes. But my trip to... You haven't been anywhere. Uncle Edgar says, taking a long look at the bump on your head. Now, just stay calm. I'm tearing it apart right now. You look over at the Time Raider. Was your whole trip just some sort of crazy dream? If so, how did those gigantic vines get tangled around the door to the capsule? The end. Time to play the spooky music over the outro. Twilight Zone. Mm -hmm. Sting. Uh, dang. 
That's the story of the man who got lost in time. Haunting future or a terrifying past? I just, uh, I, it's, it, it, I, it was Rod Serling for a millisecond and now it's Joe Perra. I'm with it. I, I'm with it indeed. Uh, do you want to see what happens if we let him in? Yeah, hell yeah. Which page is that on? Do you have that track? 87. 87. Yeah, I mean, as soon as I saw the format was back to, like, Goosebumpsville, I whipped out the old notebook. Back at it again. Openarchive.org. Notebook open. Got my pen. I'm writing my, my little chart. Just like 2023. Just like 20, back in 2023. Uh, the year of our eel and father. When he came back. Did you miss us? Third head? Yeah. Uh, Uncle Edgar climbs in. He's wearing his glasses and carrying his jacket. He begins to close the capsule door. Uh, wait a minute. He cries. Is that the phone ringing? Who cares? You scream. You press the button before you can open the door again, and the time rate begins to hum through time. And it doesn't hum for long. The hum turns to a rattle. The rattle becomes a clang, and the clang becomes a sputtering. The capsule begins to rock back and forth. The light's flashing off and on and off and on. And then... We... We may have problems, Uncle Edgar says, the concern showing on his face. Um, big problems. The Times capsule is silent now, silent and dark. With a machine in this condition, you have no choice but to turn to page 91. You may be trapped in a time warp. If you are, there is no escape. Quick, turn to page 93. Nothing can warp the brain faster than a time warp. Turn back to page 91. You may be trapped in a time warp. If you are, there's no escape. Quick, turn to page 93. Nothing can warp the brain faster than time warp. Turn back to page 91. That's fun. Uh, we got, we got, got? We got, got. I mean, I think, like, the infinite cycle being the one that we ultimately land on and get stuck in seems apropos. Yeah, I, I think so as well. Uh, I guess the question just being, since it seems so quick to run to an end, do you want to try and just see what a past ending is like? Yeah, I got time. Yeah, let's just, let's, let's run to one end of a past. Uh, and so we can get a flavor for, for that, since it seems like it probably will take mm, 10 minutes. <laughs> mm -hmm. So let's see. The past is on page four. You push the button marked backwards and close your eyes. You feel the time radar jolt and then bounce and then shake. Your trip backwards in time seems to take less than a second. Did Uncle Edgar's invention even work at all? You look out the doorway, expecting to see familiar insides of your uncle's lab, but the time machine has definitely moved. Moved you somewhere. <laughs> you took look out at the dark green forest of the trees and tangled shrubs. A robin sings in a branch above your head. A squirrel with a burr on its tail hops past the time machine uncertainly. Should you get out and explore? The surroundings don't look very exciting, but... Maybe you've traveled back to an earlier North America, continent of wilderness and natural beauty. You must decide whether to explore this or to go back further in time. If you choose to go out and explore page 10, back further in time, page 6. If you wish to go a lot further in time, or a lot, 25. Huh. So I'd imagine that would maybe even get us closer towards, like, the dinosaurs again? Mmm. Or... It takes us back to the primordial ooze. Ooh. What do you feel? I'm down to see some ooze. I'm in a mood, a mood for ooze. All right. Let's see what's going. 25. 
You feel yourself spinning and tumbling back through time. The Time Raider lands with a bounce and a jolt. And when your head stops bouncing and jolting, you look out on a clearing at the edge of another wooded area. Have you landed at the same forest? No, in the clearing there's two log cabins. Some men are putting a log roof on a third cabin. From their dress, you figure that you've landed on the frontier in the early American pioneers pioneer days. This is way, way back? Mm-hmm. Not what I would have guessed. Uh... But you don't have long to think about where you are. As you climb out of the Time Raider, you see that you've landed next to a large, primitively built barn, and the barn is on fire. Fire! Fire! The men working on the roof are screaming. About a dozen horses come running out of the barn. The barn is on fire! The cry goes up through the small settlement. There's the woman that started the fire! There's the person that started the fire! A woman screams, pointing at you from the doorway of the cabin. The stranger there! The stranger set the barn on fire! The men are down off the roof and are chasing you with fury in their eyes. Do you run from them or do you stay and face them to tell them the truth? Choose and run, turn to page 60. If you choose to stay and talk to them, 36. I just don't think they're going to be utterly persuaded by it. No, 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 I didn't set it on fire. I have a time machine and the time machine set it on fire. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't either. I I'm happy to run. I'm happy to stay. But let's sprint. Let's, let's get run. out of here. Running is admitting guilt in a court of law. And, and they I'm have fine to catch us to try us. Exactly. <laughs> the flames pour out of the barn as you run towards the woods. I mean, they should also spend their time, I don't know, putting out the fire, but whatever. The angry cries of the settlers are right behind you. You don't turn back to see how close they are. You just run straight ahead as fast as you can. The roar of the fire becomes a whisper as you duck into the thick woods and zigzag through the trees. The voices still follow, but they're farther back. Can you lose them? What do they do to you if they catch you? These questions flash through your mind as you dodge and twist through the trees. Then up ahead, you see a large, hollowed-out oak tree. You dash inside and hold your breath as the settlers run right past you. Whew! Safe for a while. Later, you come out from the tree, and at a slower pace, you pick your way through the woods in the opposite direction. The only sounds you hear now are forest sounds, trademark, and the crunch of your own footsteps. Suddenly, you're in a small clearing. There, less than 20 yards from you, you see a boy about your age. He's dressed in buckskin and carries a long hunting rifle, and he's running in terror from a gigantic brown bear. If you think you better stop and help him escape from the bear, 64. If you think it'd be better to keep fleeing from the settlers and avoid the bear, turn to page 67. Mm. How do you feel about this? I don't want to hurt a bear, but I don't know if we would be hurting a bear. Mm. Feels bad to just leave this person be and say sorry sucker bye-bye let's do it you want to help him let's save him let's save save the boy it's been relatively like quick successes to just be like i do the obviously like heroic thing mm -hmm. you know it, it's led to successes help oh help the boy screams he has good reason to scream. The bear is right on his heels a giant brown paw swipes at the boy's back the bear growls its pleasure in Growls its pleasure in the pursuit. You're grateful! <laughs> just, just thinking about the bear chasing oh, the boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's some good hunting. This is doing it for me. Actually, if I catch you, I'm going to let you go again just so I can keep on you. <laughs> uh, your rifle, you screamed to the boy, running as fast as you can towards him. Throw me your rifle! You scream to the boy, running as fast as you can towards him. Throw me- oh. You've never held a rifle in your life, but it seems like a sensible thing to try. 
The boy tosses you the hunting rifle and keeps running. You follow, running at top speed. You raise the rifle to your shoulder, stop, aim at the sky, and pull the trigger. The gun roars in response and thrusts you back to the ground. You look up, surrounded by gun smoke. The rifle shot has frightened the bear. It turns and runs off into the woods, and the terrified boy grabs onto a tree trunk, grasps it, breathing heavily, gasping and shaking, trying to regain control. You walk over slowly, listening for the cries and footsteps of the settlers who must have heard the rifle shot. That was a close one, you say quietly. The boy is still shaking all over. You saved my life. He manages to get out with, out with much effort. Allow me to introduce myself, stranger. My name is Daniel Boone. The great trail, trailblazer, Daniel Boone? Shaking and crying because he was chased by a bear, you hand him back his rifle. Why didn't you use this? You ask. I'm a scared of guns. He says in a chill running down, a chill running down his back. I think I'm more scared of guns than I am of bears. He wipes a tear from his eye. Oh, you'll get over it. I'm sure of it. You say soothingly. You think you might tell him of the courage he'll show later in life, but your thoughts are interrupted by the cry of a settler from very close by. There's the stranger! We got that varmint now! Look out! The stranger's pulled a gun on old young Daniel! Uh, drop that rifle, stranger! If you already got barn burning on your conscience, don't add a murder! The <laughs> settler... Old young Daniel! Old young Daniel! <laughs> <laughs> the settlers are closing in on you. Do you try and explain, or is running away from them a wiser move? I mean, we have a gun, so... <laughs> Shoot him. <laughs> Problem solved real quick. Uh, I mean, also, old young Daniel's right here. I feel like now we have... I feel like we have more leverage to explain now that mm -hmm. we have old young Daniel to speak on our behalf. Yeah, I think so. Let's go to... Let's do it. Let's 92. He saw us do something heroic. A boy's life for a barn. Is that a fair trade? I'd say so. Now, hold on just a minute. Daniel cries suddenly. Sorry, Daniel. <laughs> the settlers stop a few yards away from you. This stranger just saved my life. I was being chased by a bear and the stranger frightened him out in the woods with my rifle. Daniel, this stranger you're praising set fire to our barn. One of the men yells angrily, taking a step closer to you. You back up a step. No! Daniel, Daniel says, his voice rising. He seems to gain courage by being the center of attention. I saw the culprit what set that fire. It was that goddamn bird. <laughs> that bird knocked over a lantern by the barn door. And I ever, <laughs> when I saw it and warn everyone, it talked off after me. I saw the whole damn thing. This stranger is innocent. <laughs> Bear said snitches get stitches. <laughs> He's going to come back. <laughs> the bear knocked over the lantern, and when I started to warn everyone, then it took off after me. It legitimately mm -hmm. was like, are you snitch? I'm going to kill you. That's so good. You saw me vent. I'm chasing you to the button. Yeah. <laughs> you better run fast. Uh, you're not only innocent, you're a hero for saving young old Daniel Boone's little old young life. You return with the settlers and help put out the fire before it spreads to the cabins. Would have been great to, you know, use the time to do that in the first place, but hey. The night, a big dinner is prepared in your honor. I wish we could offer more, stranger. One of the settlers says humbly. But this meal is the only reward we can give you. He hands you a big old bowl of steamy bear stew. One sniff. Huh? huh? 
<laughs> when did we kill the bear? I, maybe it's just a different bear. What? Then it makes sense that that bear was. I know. Can we I'm change our mind? I'm back <laughs> on the bear's side. Can we change teams? Can we kill these snitches? <laughs> One sniff tells you that you spent enough time back in the pioneer days. You press the green pendant around your neck and you return to the time raider with the pungent aroma of the stew still strong in your nostrils as you head gratefully off in a different direction. The end. We've done it. We've have done it. Uh, oh my. Uh, that was very, very pleasant. And it was very, it was like a, it was like a somehow more eclectic, give yourself goosebumps. <laughs> mm -hmm. But like, it, it also, I will say as far as stories that would make sense with this kind of like really jumpy vignette structure. I mean, a time travel story makes sense for that. A hundred percent. It's the perfect setup for it. And it feels like, yeah, R.L. Stein got to do what R.L. Stein likes to do the most, which is like set up a quick scenario, explain it in a, you know, sort of funny way, have a couple funny deaths with the, or like ends with the joke puns at the end, mm -hmm. uh, and then have very silly conclusion combinations in, in the ending. I, yeah, if it, it really did feel like the precursor, a hundred percent, the DNA is so present. It's so clear. 100%. Like, especially when, like, Give Yourself Goosebumps started to stretch outside of more traditional horror tropes and started yes. to get more, you know, fantasy and time travel -y and sci-fi-y. This is exactly within the same legacy of those. Yeah. Because a, a lot of the Give Yourself Goosebumps books, like, dropped any pretense of trying to be scary. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and this feels like... Yeah, uh, it feels like it could fit nicely within one of those books, for sure. Uh, and I'm also extremely curious, because it's worth noting, there's how many Twista plots? There was 18? 17, I think. 17, and R.L. Stein wrote how many of them? Because he didn't write all of them. One, four, I believe four. One, four, nine, and 14. Yes. So not all of them are by R.L. Stein, it's worth noting. But I do wonder oh, no, if there gonna... are 18 Twister plots, by the way. Oh, okay. There we go. Um, they're not all by R.L. Stein. So I do wonder mm -hmm. if they're going to have like a different twist on a similar formula or or what. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be kind of interesting to see. It will be. It will be. Definitely. Definitely nice to have a, like a quick, lighthearted whoop, romp through the, the good old, the good old days. And the it's good very nostalgic. Days. Yeah. Weirdly nostalgic for something that just happened. <laughs> but yeah, for the moment. Uh, any other, any thoughts you have? Any other thoughts you have on this book here, The Time Raider? It feels like he kind of wanted to revisit this as uh, as early as TikTok You're Dead in the yep. Give Yourself Goosebumps series because it is like a concept that fits R.L. Stein's pattern of writing so particularly. And I wonder if as we go into the rest of Twister Plot, we might recognize structures uh, from yeah. other parts of Give Yourself Goosebumps, especially considering this is the predecessor. Yeah, that's the. I, I wonder if we're going to hit ones even where it's like, oh, this was recycled for a different book, even. Mm -hmm. Like, because this was, this definitely, like, you have a, a kind of, you know, a kooky uncle, he made a machine. Like yep. that that's already that's that's done like three or four or five times in Give Yourself Goosebumps in mm -hmm. that exact way. And but then you get in it without him and and you're out there alone. That's like that's one hundred percent that's that was done like four or five times. 
that exact yeah. specific niche thing. Um, and then time travel happened uh, multiple times as well, like for sure. Like any time. That... Honestly, it really makes me excited for the uh, KESP uh, oh, TV yeah. one that's coming up in Twister Plot because we saw another element of uh, this same kind of formatting that RL likes to use. Uh, or rather give yourself goosebumps the series like to use uh, was genres so you would jump between genres of different movies or different kinds of media tv comic etc and that would perfectly fit within this setting as well yeah i I, i'm i'm very excited because because i just don't know like it feels like we have the foundation to understand what's coming but we also don't know because the the different writers the different not being locked into it's always horror. I know that mm-hmm. like one of the ones in Twista Plot is literally a high fantasy book written by R.L. Stein, which is something we haven't seen. Uh, mm. And that's gonna be I'm gonna I'm really curious about that. But uh, alas, you want to say a thank you to our Patreon lovely supporter producer of the episode season absolutely four. and a special thanks this episode to executive producer of uh, the first episode of season four scary burgers much appreciated scary oh. burgers thank you kindly and as well to all of the other people that are supporting over on patron.com slash turn to page cast those above uh, at or above the hardcover tier uh the form the executive producers but absolutely everyone there forms a integral part of keeping this show up and running yes a huge huge thank you big appreciates if uh you ever want to support this and you want to do it in a nice clean and free way you can go over youtube.com slash at turn to page cast any like subscription likes comments all that stuff over on those videos is a nice free helpful way to help Uh, If you want to leave reviews on any streaming services that you listen to it on, like that kind of stuff, very helpful. And especially, like, this is a really good time to mention it at the start of a new season. If you want to share it with a a friend or something, especially, like, this is going to be a much shorter, more digestible season. Uh, You know, again, kind of back in the... I mean, I guess we don't know how the future books are going to go, but I can only assume they're going to be the shorter, more digestible things kind of like the give yourself goosebumps books so could be an easier recommend you say hey start here with the shorter ones see what you think move to these crazy wacky meaty big adventures as well uh that, mm-hmm. that we've also done but alas alas um i think that's that it's gonna do it here for the first episode of twist a plot thank you for listening and we will see you next time bye-bye adios